Good morning, everyone. This is a wonderful day here at Booth Chapel Church of Christ, and I want to welcome everyone to this podcast. Something new I'm, I'm trying. We're trying to get the word out in this time of separation. Of course, we're gonna we're gonna continue on into the word. We're gonna continue to worship our heavenly Father. This morning's words of encouragement and the lesson comes from the book of Job. Whenever we think of Job and we we think of what type of person he was. In the days in the days that filled Job's life, we see that he was a was a rich man. God blessed him beyond measure, and we see that that God and Satan come together, and they and Satan says, "Of course he fears, of course he fears you, for you have blessed him. You set a hedge around him, and, and you've let nothing evil come about you. Of course, uh, God knew the knew the faithfulness of Job." And he tells Satan, remember, have you considered my servant Job? And we're going to cover that in the next few pieces of scripture. As we begin this morning, we look at the book of Job in chapter 1. And we see that uh, who Job is and what type of man he is. And we see that, like I said, that he was blessed beyond measure. As we see that he was rich in the possessions that he has in verse 3. Also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. So that this man was greatest of all the people of the east. Seven sons and three daughters as well that were born to Job. As we can see, Job was blessed by God. And then as... We see in verse 6, now there, is, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And in verse 7, we see the Lord, and the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered, and the Lord said, uh, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. So there we see Satan roaming about the earth, as the scriptures encourage us that he is like a roaring lion, seeking those whom he may devour. When we think about our hearts and we think about who we are and how Satan attacks us in our everyday walk of life and, and the wiles of the devil and the snare that he lays out for us. Satan is roaming today. We can see that very well. And of course, the, as, the Lord, as, as the Lord asked, uh, where have you been? Because he says, I've been roaming the earth to and fro. And in verse 8, then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? What a statement. In the very beginning of verse 8, we see God telling Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? What a, what a, blessed, what a blessed saying that, that God would be able to say this about Job. Now, another question we need to ask ourselves at this time, can God say that about us? As we are servants of either righteousness or servants of wickedness. Consider this whenever the God's word tells us who we are, what type of servant we are, that things that we obey. Whether it be unrighteousness leading to death or righteousness leading to everlasting life. Here we see God or the Lord saying to Satan about Job. Have you considered my servant Job? And the rest of verse 8. And that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man. One who fears God and shuns evil. Wow. To shun evil and to fear God. Does that not sound like Christianity today? Where it should be? 
whenever we consider ourselves and how we, of course, measure ourselves up to Christ, Christ being blameless, Christ being that perfect example of a person who we're supposed to be. Here we see Job. Job is a man just like you and I who has an opportunity to sin just like you and I do every single day. Then we, when we see God describing Job, fears God and shuns evil. So let's look at the word shun. Let's, let's see what the word shun means. It means to stay away from. It means to understand what that evil thing or what Job is shunning, of course it's evil, understanding what that evil does to us understanding what it does to us when it disconnects us from God. Whenever we understand, whenever we're separated from God, we're lost. Let me stress that. We are lost if we are separated from God. God says that Job fears God. He understands the righteousness of God. He understands what it means to be connected to God. So he's going to, of course, fear God. The idea of being separated from God should make us afraid. It should, we should be fearful of that very instance. And in verse 9, of course, Satan carries on. So Satan answered the Lord and says, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work on his hands, and his possessions have indeed have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Oh, let's stop there in verse 11. We see what Satan says to God. He, he, say, he tells he, Satan tells God, now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. It's not God doing these horrible things to Job. It's not. It's Satan. It's Satan working in this, in this world. And of course, God allows a little bit of power to Satan at this time. We see this in verse 12. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. So we see God, we see the Lord giving some power to Satan over Job. And we understand, of course, a little bit, we're going to cover this, the things that Satan does to Job. In the days of our tribulation, in the days of the things that happen to us, it doesn't even measure up to what Job is fixing to come through. Or will go through, excuse me. Some of us endure some, some of these things. And we see that Job, again, well, he was a rich man. He was blessed beyond measure. He had a very large household. He had great possession. And in the next few verses, we see all this go away in one day, in one instance. And these messengers come to Job and tell him these things. He is distraught as we see this. But we see God not doing these horrible things to Job. It is Satan. We need to take notice of that. A lot of people today would say, well, why is God doing this to me? It's not God, folks. It's not God. It is Satan and his power over you, and his power that he has in this world. Verse 13. Now there was a day that when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, and a messenger came to Job and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabians raided them and took them away, 
Indeed, they have killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. And while he was still speaking, another also came and said, The, Chal the Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels, took them away, yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and your daughters were eating and drinking wine in the oldest brother's house. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house, and it fell on the young people, and they are dead, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Then a Job, Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the in all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God with wrong. Wow, folks. Verse 21 and 22 is a very good characteristics of a Christian today. Do we have those characteristics? We see Job blessed beyond measure. God giving a little bit of power over Satan, a little bit of power to Satan over Job. And what, is, what does Satan do? He takes away the things of this earth except for his life. And of course, we progress on, and we're not going to cover all the scriptures, but if you continue to read on Job, it's a wonderful read. It's a wonderful study. So we see Satan attacking his health. But before we do that, let's go back to verse 21 and 22. All these horrible things that just happened to him, his possessions was taken away. His children was killed all in once. All in one day, folks, while he was still speaking every the scripture says while he was still speaking that we just read. Job says this, Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. What a positive attitude. In the, day, in, the, in the days of loss, in the days of grief, Job did not sin against God. So we see his children taken away. What about his wife? You might ask, well, what about his wife? And of course, if you remember, and if you study Job as, as many times as we should, you remember what happened with his wife. Remember what happened with, with his friends. But we're going to stop with his wife this morning. So when we finish reading in chapter 2, or we continue reading in chapter 2, verse 1. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself. And the Lord said to Satan, Where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on earth and from walking back and forth on it. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. And he still he holds fast to his integrity. Though you enticed me against him to destroy him without cause. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin. Yes, all that a man has, he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. 
And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, he is in your hand, but spare his life. All right. So in the previous power that Satan, that God gave to Satan, he do anything he wanted to except touch his person. Satan said he'll curse you to your face. Here we see it again. Satan said he'll curse you to your face. God gives a little bit more power to Satan over Job. Here he's taken away, Satan has taken away his possession. He's taken away his children. God gives him some power, a little bit more power over him. And he says, he is in your hand, but spare his life. So Satan went out in verse 7 from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sore of his foot to the crown of his head. I don't know if anybody's have a bowl or not, but they're, they're very painful. They're very sore. Here we see Satan striking Job with these bowls from his crown of his head to the sole of his foot, covered from head to toe. This would be agonizing. This would be horrible. And we see Job, of course, he's still grieving over the loss of his children. So verse 8, he took for himself a potsherd with, with which to scrape himself while he sat in the midst of the ashes. We still see Job mourning over the loss of his children. And now his health has been stricken by Satan, I may add. And in verse 9, we see his wife, his helpmate, the one who's supposed to be his helper, the one who's supposed to help him along in the times of, in the times of need. What does she say? Then his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Wow. Wow. That, I, 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 the words aren't there. The words aren't there for his helpmeet, his, his wife. A part of himself. To say, curse God and die. But he does not. He does not. Listen to what he says in verse 10. But he said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women speaks. Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity? And all this Job did not sin with his lips. Let's stop in our reading in verse 10 of Job chapter 2. Whenever we see this small portion of Job's life and the things that Satan has done unto him, he remains faithful to God. He does not sin against him. In the days to come, of course, the, as we read a little bit further, he begins to question himself, have I done something against God? Because his friends come and they don't comfort him. So we see in our minds today, when the bad things happen to us and the, and the, and the horrible things that we endure, Know this, it is not God doing these things to us at Satan. Whenever we think of the adversary, adversity that we go through, excuse me, we need to bless God through the good times and also through the bad, just like Job did. And of course, we're, we're, we're fallible human beings, just like Job. Job was faithful enough for God to recognize that he was a faithful servant. 
How do we measure up in the eyes of God? How do we look? How do we measure up to his only begotten son? To know this as we measure up, measure ourselves continuously, and we find ourselves lacking, we find ourselves wanting, we can always make a correction. While we are still here upon this earth, we have an opportunity to get our sins right in the eyes of God. To know this positive note, we, we kind of think of it as a positive note. We might even consider it as a negative note. Job lost all they had. But as he continued to stay faithful and as you continue to read, we don't have time, but as you continue to read through Job, you see Job is blessed again beyond measure by being faithful to his heavenly father. We have a very wonderful promise that has been promised unto us. And that is that promise is those who are faithful. Or excuse me, to those who are faithful. An everlasting life. The crown of life. Revelations 2, verse 10 refers to. In your hearts and your minds, are you ready to receive this crown of life? Job was. He remained faithful. In the days to come, I want us to consider our faithfulness. I want us to realize what it means to be faithful to God and not faithful to Satan. We see Satan inducing destruction. We see him inducing pain and suffering. That's what, that's what Satan promises us. That's what he offers. The way of a Christian is supposed to be a difficult path. But few are going to find that path. But many are going to find that gate that leads to destruction. When you think about your spirituality this morning, what gate are you finding? Are you finding that gate that leads to everlasting life? And that gate can only be achieved through our Heavenly Father's Son. My encouragement this morning is to repent of your sins. Turn away from the things that separate you from God. Isaiah 59 2 tells us that our sins and our iniquities separates us from our God. So when we turn away from those sins and those iniquities, 1 John chapter 1, verse 7 is a wonderful words of encouragement. If we walk in the light as he is in the light and have fellowship with one another, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Are we walking in this world as God would walk? Only you can answer for yourself. And if you find yourself lacking, you find yourself wanting, more words of encouragement come from 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is just and faithful to forgive us our sins. Have you done so this morning? We definitely encourage you to, to walk, turn away from your sins and turn to God. Thank you for your time and your patience.